Coming up now on the Business Radio X Network, Miracles from Up. For body, hair, and soul, with your hosts, Kayla Womack and Ron Reynolds. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Miracles with Up. Our sponsor today is Up Salon Products, and we are coming to you live streaming from the Tucson Business Radio X studio, located in the Stuart Title and Trust Corporate Offices on Broadway Boulevard. I'm Ron Reynolds, one of your hosts, and my co-host is Kayla Womack. Hello, hello. Good to be here with you guys again. This is now our second show, and I think the first was great. I had a lot of amazing feedback, and I'm very excited today because we have two special guests. Taylor, I appreciate you coming all the way from the Phoenix area to visit with us. You are such a phenomenal young man, and I've had the pleasure of knowing you for a few years now. And then the other guest that I have today is my beautiful mom, Quana, and well, I've known you my whole life, so there's that. <laughs> there's that. So we're going to go ahead and put you on the spot since you are my family. That's what happens. Okay. You're well seasoned with that, right, Mom? Yep. So uh, you have been, as my mom, a huge inspiration to me, clearly. I mean, I've followed in your footsteps in so many different ways. I've been doing hair with you for 20 years now, and I've always looked up to you. You've been one of my greatest role models and one of my best friends. So thank you for doing this. I only had to pull your arm a little, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so mom, I wanted to talk to you today about your beginnings in this business, in the hair business. And I know you went to cosmetology school in 1982, just a few years after I was born. But at that time, it was really challenging. You were a single mom with my eldest brother, Johnny, and myself, not only were you taking care of us and putting yourself through school, but you were also taking care of your elderly grandfather. So I want you to just go into that, that time, take a step back in your mind, and just tell me a little bit about that, because I often am so amazed by the strength that you had. You had so much on your plate at that time. So can you just tell me what happened during that time and what pushed you into cosmetology? Can you give me some of your history that will lead us into our conversation here on the show? Yes. What pushed me into the industry? Well, first of all, it's a little bit hard because you have to go way back, but it's called survival mode. And mm -hmm. when you're in survival mode, you know that you have to, you know, without a lot of education at the beginning, you have to get that education. So... I've always loved messing with hair, making people feel beautiful, and I just knew that that was what I wanted to do. And I knew that in survival mode that I was going to have to start a career, and that's what I did. And um, taking care of my grandfather at the same time, he took care of me as well as I took care of him. But the day that I took my state board, they missed me 15 minutes to let me know that my dad had just passed away. Mm -hmm. So there has been one hit after another, but, you know, with those hits, they make you stronger. Absolutely. You keep talking about survival mode, and I know you're, you're being very general, uh, generalized right now, and you're just scratching the surface, but what caused you to go into survival mode at that time? Through my first marriage being very abusive, um, almost losing my life, and also um, 
knowing that I could have lost my life and both my children, you and my, and Johnny. And so therefore, you just have to do what you've got to do. And uh, in order to protect myself my, and you and Johnny, I had to do this. And this is one way that, you know, I just did it, you know, just... That could be called mother mode, too. Yeah, um, right. I know uh, a mama lot of mothers. Bear, mama, that, bear. mama bear. Mama <laughs> bear. Yes. Um, you uh, go into survival mode for your children as much as you do for yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mother was in that relationship and happened that way. And I've known you for probably 30 years or so. And, and I've seen how uh, things have come your way. And you've always uh, managed to survive. So I know what it's like to have to get food stamps. I know what it's like to go hungry. And I know what it's like to when you need to survive. Absolutely. And I think that's part of what has built your character. And something that I witness every day is the way that you love on your clients and the people around you. Um, Because of it, you have a lot of discernment. You can tell when people are struggling and you always offer your advice and help. And I most of the time, people are quite shocked because you look like this glamour queen that was born with a silver spoon in your mouth. And a lot of people assume that of you. And they even say that to me. Your mom looks like she's royalty over here. And I'm like, well, you know, you don't get a diamond without the rough. So, uh, you know. <laughs> and there's been a lot of rough. You're a beautiful diamond, Quana. Um, also, you started at Great Waves Hair Salon where you then met during that time you met the Kurt, love of my life absolutely yeah. Kurt who then became my dad and Johnny's dad and what an amazing man he is so that was about what time was that 1983 okay so about a year after you started mm-hmm. your career and just tell me what that was like for you starting your career and then finding a spouse that was in the same career as you. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, you know, when you're working with somebody, you keep it professional, you know. So I really, we kept it professional, and uh, we were just the best of friends. So I fell in love with my best friend. And within six months later, you know, we fell in love. You guys were wild. Yeah, we were wild. I love hearing some of the stories. <laughs> Absolutely love it. I think uh, over the past year, you, you, uh, both you and dad had shared a lot with us kids. Now that we're older and raising our own kids, I think it was about time to show us that your life in the beginning was maybe a little bit more crazy than we thought. Cause you know, as parents were like, well, we were perfect mm. and we never smoked or drank <laughs> or did anything bad. And then you get older and we hear all the fun stories and you guys were very passionate and I loved witnessing your love in that time. So later you guys were in the business and then what inspired both of you to open your own salon? Because you both opened up in 1989 and were in business, gosh, for over 30 years. So tell me about that. Why was it that you decided we can't just work at a salon, we need to open our own? Well, it was just kind of opened up to us. Um, It was somebody that your dad knew. And there was an opportunity that opened up that was offered to us really. And um, we took that opportunity. And it took off. And it was you know, just a brilliant, your dad had a lot of great ideas 
you know, the poster that we had for our advertisement. That was his idea. Um, it was modeled after the famous movie. A Star is Born. Absolutely. <laughs> and can I just say a funny story while we're here? When I was growing up, the big thing to do and to advertise was to use movie theaters. Movie theaters were such a hot thing to do on the weekends. And I was in junior high at the time, and I will never forget seeing their very first ad. If any of you are familiar with the cover of A Star is Born, you know that they look completely nude. Okay? <laughs> so as a kid, and in the most embarrassing time of my life... My parents would show up on screen, bigger than life, looking nude. <laughs> and I would have to hear everyone's comments around me, whispers, oh my gosh, they're naked. Oh, oh, are they naked? Oh, wait, maybe she's got something on. Well, she's wearing a wedding ring, so it's fine. And I would hear all this chatter. And then I would have friends tell me at school, I saw your naked mom and dad on the, the movie screen again. You know, so anyways, you guys a have A lot always... of bare skin, but not naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, doing hair is sexy. Yes. So we're, we're in the beauty business. We live the cutting edge. Um, that was just a funny, you know, a little funny story I wanted to address. I but used to say, it's okay. Nobody knows who we are here. They would sink down in their seats. <laughs> oh, yeah. So when you, were, yeah, when you were in the movie theater. Nobody knows who we are. Don't worry. Just look away. Just look away. So... Thank you so much, Mom, for being here. And Taylor, we also know, as my mom had a rough start in the beginning of her career, so did you. Can oh, yeah. you tell us your story? So before we get to the rough start, I'll start with how I got into cosmetology school. I was a skateboarder beforehand, um, no care to go work besides skateboarding. <laughs> and I remember taking a tour with my best friend, Josh. And I was just like, you know, man... Like, let's go get our hair cut out of beauty school. And he's just like, what? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go hit on these girls there, you know, while, we, <laughs> while we're um, getting it. our hair done. And he's like, all right, let's go. And on our way there, like, I was just like, let's take a tour, see how they would react. You know, two, two straight guys going to hair school, you know. And so we took a tour. And I just remember, like, going through it. We had this guy, Jonathan, that was giving us a tour of the school and, he was just like, yeah, there's so much money to be made. And who, who doesn't like being around women all the time? You know, sorry, Martha. <laughs> but, you know, like <laughs> at the time I was thinking different. So Martha's. Yeah, Martha's my fiance, yes. my beautiful fiance. All Thank right. you for clarifying. Yeah. All the Wonderful women out woman. there are going to be like, yeah. man, yeah. who's Martha? Yeah. <laughs> but um, so he, he ended up convincing us to go to hair school, you know, it was like, the coolest thing just being able to sit there talk to people and get paid basically paid to talk to people and hang out you know so we signed up and through beauty school you know i was having a good time i i started slacking off a little bit but then i had a teacher put me you know in my place his name's scott scott cole and he he got me on the right track and so i started grinding out through that i was doing every competition i placed first in the vidal sassoon competition and got to go to state for that and go against every school you know and got to got to take it all in in cosmetology school and then once i got out um i i went to go take my test right and i went to sign up and i found out that i had gotten flagged so i couldn't take my test for two years and why did you get flagged so i got flagged because me and my buddy decided to quit our jobs and we decided to do hair outside of school to pay for rent. <laughs> <laughs> and so 
So we, so you're probably not the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I ended up, I ended up doing, uh, like, I ended up booking somebody's hair that was working for state board as an investigator at a time, and then wow. I so yeah, I got caught, I got flagged, and I, I honestly, I had no idea until I went to go take my test, and uh, like, sorry, you can't take it, and on top of that, there was a fine to go with that. So right, I had to wait two years you know two years is that the amount of time that they tap on like like that's your sentence so to speak yeah basically that's your sentence you got you got two years you know this is this is what you get for going to pat uh you know against state board you know I, i was promoting on facebook like like i know my teachers talked about like hey you shouldn't be doing that but at the same time i was just like i'm gonna bust out hair do a few haircuts and get paid for it and pay my rent you know right I'm in hair school anyways, you know, I'm not saying I'm a professional hairdresser, you know, I'm still in beauty school, but at the same time, you know, I needed to pay rent and I wanted to get better at my craft. Right. And that, that was the main goal is I wanted to be salon ready by the time I was out of school so that I can become successful with, with, with what I did. And which I understand because throughout cosmetology school, I literally, I know this sounds terrible, but sometimes the education is not the best. Yeah. I mean, really, all they're there to do is prepare you for state board. But other than that, if you want to be ready and well-seasoned before you get your license, I was lucky enough that I had my mom and dad in the industry. I literally broke the rules all the time. Shh, don't tell anyone. But I've had my license over 20 years, so I think I'm safe. Yeah. But I used to call them from the bathroom from my cell phone and say my instructor said to do this with the hair color and I think it sounds terrible and they would say oh yeah don't don't do that definitely don't do that we'll we'll give you the formula that you should use right yeah so I understand the frustration and now my daughter is in cosmetology school and she does the same with me and I'm training her on the side because I remember that you just you don't get enough there's just not enough to be ready yeah, no, there's so much to be learned, you know, through school, whether that's marketing, you know, how to foil. I didn't I didn't know how to place foils until two years after cosmetology school. <laughs> yep. I was so scared to do that. Right. You know, so, you know, this industry is, it, you know, it can be rough. It can beat you down. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's very forgiving. You know, yes. like like you said, like I had it rough. Like I went through two years, you know, two years of going from different salon to salon, you know, trying to keep a low, low profile, profile yeah. you know, so I didn't get caught up. Like I wanted to continue to pursue hair because I loved it. It was something I enjoyed doing. It was the first thing that I enjoyed doing besides skateboarding, you know. You and found your craft. Yeah, I found my craft. I, f- I fell in love with the industry. And so I was bouncing from salon to salon. Stateboard would come and I would dip out i wouldn't go back to the salon i mean you guys know i worked with you guys as company you guys yeah. had no idea oh yeah oh that, yes that you guys I, was, oh, wow. I wasn't for a while if there's something you need to know about ron and i is we are a lot alike and we are very trusting and naive at times and we bring home strays um. we love people um despite the rules and i have to say though that I was very impressed by you because you showed me a lot of character. You called me and you said, Kayla, I have to talk to you and you may never want to talk to me again. And I'm so sorry, but I have to give you my truth. And this is what it is. Yeah. And you even said, this feels like a weight lifted off my shoulders. And I was so appreciative of that because that's such a rarity in today's time. 
most people are runners. They don't face up to their failures, and you faced it. And for someone at your age, how old are you now? 24. You're 24. Yeah. yeah. So there is so much we have to talk about today. You are such an interesting soul. I absolutely love who you are. And even before we came to the show today, we met at a coffee shop, you were already coaching and helping my mom out. And we're going to discuss that. We're going to get into yeah. the, the meat of everything, okay? Well, part of this show is about being an overcomer. We talk about what separates successful people from from people that are struggling. And the difference usually is not that they didn't experience the same sort of setbacks. They didn't have a lot of defeats in common. It's just some people overcome, some people grab their bootstraps and start pulling them up again, and others just don't know where to go when they've been knocked down so many times. And one of the things, as Kayla said about you, Taylor, is we liked you just as a person. You yeah. were a very giving, sharing person. You were very open and honest. Uh, we did some retreats for the educators, and mm-hmm. and we found out a lot about your life and what you overcame and skills, and we just said, no, this is the person we want to be involved with. And uh, I'm just going to take you back for a minute because <clears throat> we knew you when you were uh, kind of laying low and going through some things, and uh, uh, you got uh, pushed out of a salon because of it. And um you had to start over about a year and a half ago, about yeah. that about right or so. Yeah, and you ago. had just a straight razor is all you had, right? That's yeah. all you had is a razor to start over. No tools, no money to start with. And um, before I really get into what Taylor's going to be helping us with today, is I just want people on the on the air to know if you're a stylist, today's going to be a great day. With Kwano, we have somebody with 40 years of experience in the industry who has seen, like myself, a lot of changes, ups and downs in the industry, a lot of transformations and trends and everything else. And then Taylor, we've got a guy that's in a year and a half teaching us about how to build a business uh, in the salon business today. I, I'm just going to blurt it out there. Taylor earns over 15000 almost $20,000 a month. And he has no assistant. He's just one person. And we said, man, what are you doing? And we, we just saw you growing social media and all these other things. We had followers. And we we're like, people want to do that. How, you do, how did you do it? And we thought there was a magic formula. And there's not a magic formula by talking to you. There's just a giving formula. It's because you share yourself and your success and your, your ideas and everything with people online. And they want to they wanna grow. And so I think you have over 9,000 followers now on on. Uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram. So what I'd like to kind of have you do is just take us from the journey of of, uh, just the last year and a half of starting with just a razor and how you rebuilt yourself, how you started over. So so before the razor, I I had lost all my equipment, you know, all my clients. uh, I I had nothing, you know, lost my whole book. And I started off at this salon called Moxie Salon, which is in control of a great owner. You know, her, she's, she's amazing. Her name is Nikki. She offered me 
um, a month's free worth of rent if I needed it. And she wow. said, you know, like we got stuff here for you to use if you need it. She didn't have scissors, but I had a blow dryer there, you know. So and I came in there and I started out there. Better with than this, air drying in yeah, the heat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I started off with the straight razor. I had this like little gold straight razor that I brought from my house. And I just started. I posted free haircuts on like Nextdoor app. Nice. Facebook, Instagram, and I posted my Vegaro link, um, my booking software link, and I just had my whole week fill up just full of free haircuts. And I, I wasn't expecting to make any sort of money or anything. I was just, I honestly, I was doing it so people can leave reviews. Right. Um, reviews are so important now. You're rebuilding your yeah. your brand. Yeah, I'm rebuilding my brand, and so for that whole week. I was doing free haircuts, and in order for them to get their free haircut, they had to leave a review right after their appointment, and I had to see it. And so all of them left a review, and I started getting calls in from the salon. Hey, can I get a haircut from Taylor? Can I get a color from Taylor? Well, at the time, I didn't have enough money for color. Right. So my second week, I bought, like, brand new set of shears some cheapy ones right like a hundred dollar ones and because all. i was gonna say that's part of the problem yeah. you lost everything a lot of people don't know what that means yeah i have clients assume all the time like our hair deserves are, are you know like yeah. our scissors are fifty dollars and our yeah. blow dryers are you know maybe a hundred i'm like yeah. no a good blow dryer is almost 400 good shears can be anywhere from 300 to a thousand yeah. or more I mean, losing that is it's heartbreaking. Yeah, I had twelve hundred dollars shears that were that were gone. Yeah. You know, blow dryer gone. Every I'm telling you, everything that I had was gone. And for the grace of God, like I had like an amazing team behind me, you know, Nikki at Moxie Salon, um, Monica, amazing. She offered me a round brush to round brush hair, you know, and it was just like I, I was able to buy some shears and start over. And so I, yeah. I grinded through that second week of haircuts and I did half off haircuts and I was getting busier and busier. And then I saved up all my money to buy just some little $150 salon kit um, for color. And I started offering deals for that. And you met Martha. That was a big change in your life. Oh, yeah. Mar honestly, Martha, she she has been the most amazing change in my life, I swear. You know, if it wasn't for her, she, you know, she, she has put me through the works, you know, but she's put me in my place, you know. and She's a good woman. Yeah, she's a good woman. You know, I was this close to giving up, you know. Not not a lot of people know, but I was, a, I was addicted to heroin. And, like, going through that change and when I lost everything and I was on the verge of eviction last year and things like that, like, I— she kept me through to where like I didn't I didn't break to go back to doing heroin or yeah. anything yeah, praise like that. God. So that pretty, is amazing. Yeah. I'm telling you, she's a good woman. Miraculous. And tell me there I know there's something really special about her. Uh, tell me how that's brought uh, some challenges your way as far as communication. Oh yeah, yeah. My fiance's hard of hearing. You know, she only has twenty percent hearing in her uh right ear. Okay. Uh the left ear's completely gone. She got meningitis as a kid, you know, which is scary for any parent. I couldn't even imagine that. And she almost died from it. But she mm -hmm. was able to, you know, work through that and become, uh, you know, she can read lips really well. And she can put two and two together as long as she knows who you are. And it 
it's amazing because I can talk to her and stuff, and she she helps me with a lot with sign language. But at the same time, if she if she feels I'm wrong, she'll turn the head the other way and she <laughs> she'll completely ignore me. Hey, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> that saying "I turn a blind eye to you" yeah. is really yeah, true. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> if right. I turn my left side to you, then that means yeah. I'm done. And that's why I'm sitting on the right side today. Yeah, because yeah, last time yeah. I blocked you off that's on the right. show. Um, well, we've been talking today, and what we're here to do is help our industry grow, transform. Um, Our industry in the time that Kwana and I have been in it has seen so many changes. And today uh, on the drive down here to Tucson, you were talking to me and you just said, you know, people don't recognize trends. And um, you're dealing with something right now in a trend. And uh, you were sharing with me and and I just want to kind of have you talk about trends you're seeing in just a short time you're being here, how you find them, how you create them. Because actually, and in some ways, the trend you're involved in right now, you created it uh, with this product that you're working yeah. with, with right now. And so I'm just going to ask you to elaborate a little bit on that and the benefit of it and what a trend, how a trend uh, starts, whether you start it or somebody else starts yeah. it or... And when to get out of it, I guess. So Yeah, yeah. so right now, I know a lot of salons and salon owners are struggling with retail. You know, reta- mm-hmm. retail has gone straight to Amazon, and it's, it's, cut our, it's cut our income, you know, in half for most stylists. Absolutely. Um, thing is, you know, Wella sells for um, $40 on Amazon, you know, and it, to, to a lot of people that it sucks but to me you know you see an opportunity and you see what they're doing as far as affiliating people you know you you get a link instead of paying it at cosmoprof now you have a link that creates your income kind of the same thing that i did with velen i i i loved velen combs before they i even became an affiliate for them i started um using their comb and just doing videos just because people were asking for tutorials and you know, before and afters. I wasn't getting paid from Velen at the time. And so I started doing that. And then Velen offered me an affiliate link. And the affiliate link is what's trending now. You got Oloplex, you got Wella, you got Schwarzkopf, you got every company that you can think of, guarantee they have an affiliate link. So you can make some money off of advertising on Instagram and Facebook, e-commerce. That's what it's trending to. And that's how it's all changed. Yeah, that's how it's changed. That's what's changed the salon industry. We're going to take a short break, and I want to just thank our sponsors, Upsilon Products. And I want to have um, just a moment to talk about these products. Uh, they are 11 products that have three different systems in them, and they're specialty-type products. It's not a full line. It is a hair loss system that uh, has four patents. It has um, a volumizing system, and it has a reconstructing smoothing system that is formaldehyde-free. And Kayla, I know you and Quana both uh, have it in your salons. You want to talk a little bit about uh, your experience with these products? So just to touch really quickly, I have so many clients that have gone through chemotherapy and have not lost their hair. I've had young adult males in their 20s get back their hair. I've had clients that have gone, gone through alopecia or traumas in their life that have caused hair loss, and they're getting their hair back and keeping it. So it's it really is miraculous, which is why our show is Miracles with Up. Miracles with Up. I <clears throat> would like to, to kind of talk about it, the products being instantaneous gratification. We were talking about that today as Taylor and I gr- uh, drove down here. Um, 
if you have thinning hair or you have fine hair or you have hair that's limp, uh, our number one product in that line is pump up the volume. Uh, you spray it up and down the hair shaft, and when you blow dry, it swells the hair shaft from the inside out, and immediately you have 40 to 50% more volume. Um, we have uh, no alcohol in the systems, so they don't dry or damage the hair when you add heat. There's no um, resin in the system, so the hair is nice and clean and not gritty. And it just uh, is something that people can try one time, and they're going to see an instant result. Uh, can you have a lot of experience with that product? So. Absolutely, I have. And if many of you, I'm sure, are going to ask, well, how do we get our hands on this product? <laughs> you can either stop at our hair salon in Tucson, Arizona. That link is provided in the bio of my mom today, Quana. It's also in mine. And you can find it online. Thebeautycartel.com. Yeah. So for myself, it has provided so much for my clients that have really thin hair that most products just weigh it down and so that's in addition to the grow up line that's been fantastic because there's always that 30 percent of clientele that no products work for literally it's like a dead end when it comes to product systems so yours has provided an avenue that they can actually use products and their hair isn't going to get brittle or break or you know, be stuck straight onto their scalp for the rest of the day like a drowned rat. Well, Taylor was talking to us about the new re-up system today as we were driving down here, and uh, he said that is the next phenomenon in the industry, so I took that as quite a compliment. And uh, the re-up system is a leave-in conditioning system, and it has a salon treatment that you can do in the salon uh, that reconstructs it gives incredible luster shine and frizz control that lasts for weeks and um, the re-up uh, afterglow which is a leave-in conditioner lasts for uh, a couple of shampoos in the hair so i just want to thank uh, the people at up for all the hard work they do and if you are a salon looking for a uh, a great new product line up salon systems is it and so with that, I'm going to go back to Kayla. I'm going to have you uh, ask the next question for your mom. So Yes. So, Mom, you and Dad had your first hair salon for 17 years in Trillis Town. And I wanted to talk about just some of the trials that you faced during that time. Not only did you have another two children, but then you guys had four kids to feed, take care of. You're in this industry. You've got, at that time, how many stylists were at the salon? This was when salons were still commissioned, by the way. We probably had about nine other hairdressers, maybe 10, and then probably like four manicurists. During that time, I was in high school. You had a manager and a friend that you entrusted your business with. And throughout five years, she had embezzled from you. So I really... I want to touch on this because I know that this is something not only in hairdressing industry that we see, but across the board in businesses where a lot of people get taken advantage of. You had a huge embezzlement that set you back to the point that you lost so much income. You both, I witnessed you working 12-hour days sometimes, and us kids just kind of had to, we had to make our dinners, do homework together. You didn't know where the money was going. It was very stressful. How did you both overcome that time, yet still stay married, 
still hold on to a business? Well, first of all, you know, you can be a great hairstylist and you can be fabulous at what you do, but nobody tells you, you need to also learn the business. Right. And we had to learn the hard way, of course. And Kurt and I just, we trusted, Mm -hmm. you know, we were very busy behind our chairs. We, I mean, 10, sometimes 12 hours a day behind our chair, we had to trust who was working behind our desk that they were doing the right thing. And um, we had major embezzlement for over five years, which really affected our business, our lives, you know, as you know, personally, we just didn't know what was happening. We just felt like we were doing something wrong, which we were, we weren't looking into what was happening. The business side of things. Yeah, the business side of things. And so you you can be as talented. Yeah, I kept working more. And she kept taking more. Yeah. (laughs) So that was quite an experience. I think that was probably the heaviest, hardest thing, one of the hardest things ever that our family ever faced and went through. I would agree. And uh, it affected everybody in our business. Uh, I was just going to interject. Taylor said it, and now you've said it, is you can be the best hairstylist in the world. You can go to school and, and, and be a star uh, and, and win competitions. But when you get out into the real world, being self-employed is not what people thought it would be. It's mm-hmm. a lot, lot more. And I would just kind of interject that uh, that people don't learn about business. In college, you can get a college mm-hmm. degree in business. And in you go to hairstyling school or you go to a, uh, you know, mechanic school. Uh, you can learn how to be something. And then when you get into the real world, if you're not working for somebody, you're self-employed. And yes. there are marketing skills that you need to learn. There are, um, there's business skill, bookkeeping skills that you need to learn. There is so much. Um, uh, social media is now the big thing. And, and Taylor's sharing with us a lot about this today. But there's so much to learn. And... It takes sometimes a wake-up call to realize being a great stylist or is not enough. Being a great colorist is not enough. You've got to have other skills. And that's where the money is made or lost, whether it's in bookkeeping or it's in social media or it's in being um, uh, something that uh, a great um, a great marketer. Uh, those are things that you've got to learn to make large money. One of the things that's very hard for me is – when I start talking about income with stylists, is how little they think their time is worth. We are losing right now stylists. Almost 30% of the stylists during COVID have quit the business and are now going to work for $15 to $20 an hour somewhere. Target, Amazon. I know a lot of hairdressers in town that... And that is one haircut or that is one color uh, or one portion of a color. And what we're doing is we have people that don't have any idea of how to build a clientele or keep their clientele or stay in touch with their clientele. And in 15 minutes today or 20 minutes, Taylor was sharing with you how to do uh, mass text messaging. And we actually started getting the text by the time we got here. I know. These are skills. I mean, as you've been in the business and I have for 40 years, I still send out postcards. Uh, So these are things Mm -hmm. that have been lost and, and we don't, we're kind of afraid of it, but here you are today and you've got to learn it. You've got, it's a skill that, you know, it's going to drown you if you don't, it'll just overtake everything. So you have to learn it. You've got to study it. 
and you've got to know everything you can know about it. What? Taylor, I just wanted to ask you a couple of things because I'm sure people are really interested in what you're doing is, can you share with Elizabeth, when we met you, when Kayla and I met you a few years ago before you had to take your hiatus, I think at one time you had 12,000 followers on, on social media. And now I know right now you have about nine. And I was asking you, Boy, I'd like to have 9,000 followers yeah. on social media, and, and I've spent a lot of money trying to get 9,000 yeah. followers. You've done it just organically, and yeah. could you share a little bit about that? So. Well, back when you first met me, is kind of like when I first started doing hair, and I, I was a skateboarder, so most of my following was some dudes, you know, following me for skateboarding <laughs> at the time, and I was just grinding it out, and a lot of people were doing hair, so... It started to slowly filter out. So I went from, I, I think I had like 14,000 followers yeah. at one point. And yeah, it, I was jealous. Yeah, and it, it dropped down because, I you know, a lot of my following started dropping down and I started replacing them with hairstylists. And I started becoming more educational on there, I, I on my Instagram. And I, I, I just want to educate people, you know, on how to build a business and how to grind it out because I, I was coming straight out of cosmetology school and I nobody believed that I could make the kind of money I was making straight out of cosmetology school. How much school. were you making straight? Straight out of cosmetology school I was making like 6500 a month just doing just doing ha- just doing hair straight out of cosmetology school. By the time I hit Norterra, me and my buddy were pushing 10 grand, 11 grand a month. Okay, I have to just say it. One of the most hilarious things you ever told me is that you found a lot of your clientele on Tinder. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. Dating apps. Tinder was the best at the time. Tinder, I swear. Like, I was using Tinder. Like, I just posted, like, the hair that I did on Tinder, and I posted, like, a bio. Of course, I had, like, a screenshot of me on there just so they know that it's me. Um, And I was getting so many clients from Tinder. I was just swiping right on anybody. I didn't care who you are, what you look like or anything. As long as I was doing your hair, that's all that mattered to me. So, and then they lear- you learned quickly. We had a few talks about yeah. not dating your clientele. Yeah, after yeah, that. yeah. Never date your clientele. That's like the biggest mis- we had to mistake. Hear- <laughs> yeah. You had to learn the hard way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn well, the hard way. So as my mom has been in the business for almost 40 years yeah, and gone through tragedy, gone through losing a business, because after that embezzlement, we did have to close and we had to reopen yeah. a second business, a second salon with a whole new name, LLC, all of it. Yeah. It was tragic. Like you had talked about restarting. They had to restart in so many ways. They still had their clientele, yeah. but they had to regroup and restructure a new business, which yeah. was not easy. And we all know without credit, you know, once things get flagged by the IRS, then they had this huge bill to pay off. And although they were prosecuting this woman that embezzled from them, we all know there's never really a justice. No. She never paid back what she took. It was a joke yeah. what they got back. So they had to recover that all on their own. And it was like rebuilding yeah. 17 years. years, 17 years worth. Yeah. It was a loss. And so it was great to see you sit down with my mom because I've been in the business now 20 years, and I also have had to retrain my thinking and to step into this next generation of thought, of social media, of exploring the internet and how to push yourself, how to advertise, where not to waste your time, right? Because our time is money. So when we talked about your social media basis, 
you you were talking about that and how to monetize that. Yeah. How to cut out what's not serving you and then how to adapt what is. Yeah. So can you elaborate on that for so, us? So the way I monetize on social media is uh, I was using affiliate links. So I like with the comb, right? I, I post about it because I'm excited about it. And uh, stylists were clicking on the on the link they kept clicking it and buying it you know it's because it's something i believed in that's how most instagram people make money is they they post about what they like and what they enjoy and then they have a link that makes them money so technically you're getting commission off of it um not only that i get i get a bunch of clients from social media and not so much instagram but mainly facebook i built my market off facebook because i i love my moms in my chair right the Hey, they're they, the ones that have the money yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah, the money. They, they got the The 20-year-olds in college, yeah. unless they have daddy's credit card. Yeah, exactly. They don't like know how it, to tip yet. It's know. terrible. I know. Yeah. So, you know, I, I built my business off of Instagram just, just, for, just for the simple fact of educating people. And then it became to where I was making money off of it, to where I was making two grand a week just off Instagram posting the affiliate link. And I was only making 20% or 25% of the combs. I've sold $24,000 in combs in, shoot, two months, you know, and I only got 25% of that. <laughs> so you think about, like, how much money somebody could make if you were, you know, with Up or with Schwarzkopf or anything like that, like brands that you love and enjoy. That's how you monetize it, and that's how you make money. I just want to see if I'm saying this correctly uh, because people are asking, okay, what's an affiliate? What's this? What's that? And, and so – you, uh, an affiliate is somebody with a, a pretty good following of people, and they have a way to move product for a manufacturer. Is that yeah. pretty much it? Okay. Yeah. And then you actually loved the comb so much, you started posting it and drew the attention of the company. Yeah. Uh, and they're not even in this country. They're uh, in Germany and, and China, if I yeah. remember. Okay. So you started posting. They started seeing these links. You kind of made contact with them. They wanted you to do more, and they paid you a commission to keep posting about that comb. And you sold $24,000 worth of combs in two months. Now, let me just say that again. You sold $24,000 worth of combs yeah, in two months. combs. And you made 20 to 25% commission. Yeah. Now, there's other products, as you're saying. You could do it with the upline. You could do it with Schwarzkopf. And if you start doing hair on your social media page, you're doing that organically. You just want to share what you're doing on with other people, how you're doing this. Not to make money. You're just showing it to educate people. Those people organically start to follow you. Yeah. You built yourself up to 9,000 followers, then you share a link to something that you're promoting, and that company pays you a commission on it. Yeah. I just wanted I wanted to be clear on that, because I wanted to make sure I followed it completely, and I want the people who are stylists in the chairs going, well, wait a minute, I could do that. Yeah. And, and so tell us a little, just real quickly, because I'm going to get it back to Kiwana here, but I just, how you are... are um, how you're taking that uh, organically and sharing and getting people to follow you. Uh, I, honestly, I just post what I love and enjoy, you know, like that's me doing hair. Um, I think a lot of people, they get too stressed out over Instagram and Facebook. Oh, like, I, how do I build my following? How do I do this? How do I do? Honestly, it's just 
just like with you doing hair, it's just getting involved. You got to make that first step into it to start building that following and organic stuff. Don't don't try to like do what everybody else is doing. Of course, you want to go with some trends, but you also want to add your own character to it. So like my Instagram, you can tell it's a dude running the Instagram and you can tell it's a dude <laughs> doing hair. Okay. Um, even dude by, stuff. Yeah, dude stuff, right? And so you just post, you, you don't think about it. Like I don't think about what I post. I just post my formulas and you know, what I liked about the hair or whatnot, and then I move on. But, you but know, I, I know there's like a certain element to hashtags and, yeah. you know, bringing in the audience. Yeah, I mean, I, I do hashtags um, like as far as like hashtag hair, modern salon and things like that. Right. But honestly, you know, there's people that have grinded through the industry and all they did was make one post. Right. And that one post is what blew them up. Think about Habit Salon out in Gilbert. You know, she makes five hundred thousand dollars a year and she had one post that blew up. And what it was, was it? Ex- it was extensions. It was the Habit Hand Tied Extensions. And so she created her own extension method and she posted it and it took off on modern. So it's because it was chair. something unique that no one had ever seen. Yeah. Unique. No one had ever seen. Or it was just really thought out, like as far as like it explained it well. And it caught people's attention. It was probably short and sweet, too, because yeah, I know if it's too lengthy, you lose your audience. We're, we're yeah. finding that now. Yeah. Well, you can link them to getting more education. Yeah. And, uh, and, okay, uh, and I want to come back. Quantum, we're, um, in June, you had a major setback. It's like COVID wasn't enough. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> everything that's happened. And... Uh, uh, your husband was one, you and your husband were my first clients. My first wow, clients. I when didn't I, know that. Yeah, when I started um, my distributorship on my own, uh, you were my first client. Wow. So you had always been so kind to me when I sold other brands. And I came down here and I thought, well, maybe Kurt and Kawana would want to do business with me. And you guys, not only were you my fri- clients, you were my friends. We've had dinners. We've had uh, so many things in our lives that we've shared. And we lost your husband, Kurt, in uh, June. It was a shock. It was sudden. And, uh, you know, you're you're a strong woman. And mm-hmm. now you're back to being a single yeah. mom and grandmother. Uh, your grandmother kids are, of how many now? Ten grandkids. Ten Ooh. grandkids. And and they're all nine of them are all boys. Oh, man. So with, I have the we, only we just, girl. We just had a new grandson and his name is Kurt. Yes. That's wonderful. Named after my husband. Um, in your strength just tell us a little bit about um how you have continued to run the salon through this whole covid uh episode you've lost not only your partner in life but your partner in business and kurt uh was also a a businessman and just tell us how you're readjusting in all this because i'm sure this story will uh, resonate with a lot of people because a lot of them have lost a lot, whether it's uh, a loved one or their businesses or a clientele. Just how strong, how to keep people strong and what they I know you're well, a woman of faith. Too. I could not get out of bed. Number one, it had to be God first. Number two, my husband and then my children. If it wasn't in that order, I wouldn't be able to get out of bed. And he's been my strength. And I always hear that voice in the back of my head get up and fight and just keep going. And that's what I'm doing with God's help. Well, I know that you have also not never stopped giving. Um, 
you uh, support a lot of uh, charitable causes, uh, abused women, and uh, and many other things. Is that part of the uh, process of healing is to keep on giving? Yes. And don't yeah. stop because, you know, it's much better to give than to receive. It really is. It's it's it at the end of the day when it comes right down to it, money will come and go. But time you cannot regain. And I've learned a hard lesson in that. Amen. And uh, you have to put certain things and priorities first. And that's taken years to learn that you cannot. You just got to you just it is much better to give. You know what? Pain brings passion. That's the bottom line. If you allow it, pain brings passion. And it makes you more passionate with that pain. And with that pain, you want to give even more. Well, I know in Tucson you give a lot. I know you're well-known in the community and uh, that you do give. And I I know it's good therapy. I have a a heart for um, abused women and children. And um, I have, you know, with Home of Hope, you know, through the Teen Challenge, I believe in, you know, giving your services to them to help other women so they can start a career, help their children, you know, and also find safe places. My dream is to have a safe place for women to go to that will help, you know. Also... You have been writing your memoir for uh, several years now. Yes. After dad's passing, is that something that you feel could be instrumental in your future and helping other women? Yes, I know it will, for sure. So tell us what your story involves. Well, it really involves the beginning of time of, you know, since my childhood. Because you also didn't have a very easy childhood. Your mom committed suicide at 13. Yes. And your father was in the Air Force, and he, he was, was a vet. fighter pilot. Yep, he was a vet, and he, and he became an alcoholic from it. He was shot down in the war, Vietnam War, you know. And um, really, basically, my memories growing up as best as trains and planes and always being left. A lot of abandonment, a lot of neglect. And I know that was something that, really agonized your spirit after dad's passing was that you said, I just feel like I'm always stripped of the people I love and the things that I love, but you're such an overcomer. And I think that you're such a a role model for women, not only just women, but I even know men have said, wow, your mom is really something. And I just have this inner knowing that once this book is complete, I really believe that your path is going to be laid out before you. And I think that it's going to expand beyond your chair. Because right now, you have these intimate moments with your clients. And I see it all the time. And you've got women that come in that have gone through the same things that you have. And you've been such a great help to them because of it. And I think that it's going to expand beyond that. I know with Corinne, my sister, uh, my mom's youngest daughter, being on the police department, she even had you come speak to the department to help them better understand abuse in the home and what kind of help you truly needed at the time that wasn't provided and how they could change and restructure their system. There there was not a safe place to go at all. Right. So 
when I think O.J. Simpson killing Nicole really helped with that, to <laughs> be honest with you. I mean, sorry, everybody, but it was, na- it was nationally advertised. Right. And after that happened, there was help all of a sudden. It is true. I hate to say that, but usually on... God will use evil and turn it into good. A platform like that, right? I hate to say that, but it is true when it comes to celebrity status that it does bring about a lot more awareness and so unfortunate for their family that they had to go through that loss but fortunate for those who have been abused because it has rebuilt a system that's more efficient and effective so what does the future look like for you as what do you see what do you envision i envision just helping more and more people i envision having a safe house for women and to hide them because most of all the calls are all domestic violence today, 90%. And actually, that's something that I've heard because of my sister being on the police department and, uh, you know, a lot of different friends that we have. They said that during COVID, there has been such an uprise. It's really sad to see with child abuse and domestic abuse. And we need our police and we need more. We do. We need more help. We do. So I do you hope that once this book is finished, the sales and the proceeds would help you organize a yes. business outside of just cosmetology? Yes. Is that where you see your future? Yes, I do. And I, I do believe that everything that will that I make from that will go to a safe house for women, a shelter for women. Amazing. And there'll be another whole ministry for that. That's been my dream for many years. That's awesome. My fiance, I I would honestly buy the book. My fiance, she she was abused by her ex, you know, pretty mm-hmm. bad right in front of her daughter. So, you know, it's something that kind of relates to home. And Ron knows, and I think maybe Kayla knows, that, that was borderline of what had happened to what made my mom get the mental disabilities you know she became borderline schizophrenic yeah. with multi-personality d- disorder because of it so because she was also abused she was abused amongst other things so so just huge. that neurological yeah. the trauma yeah you you start to break you know she was abused as a kid where a therapist had said she was abused as a kid and um she when she got abused later on it the it broke her like it's like a light switch it broke her and then it brought her back to being like a 13 year old girl you know and that's what that that emotional state yeah that multi-personality disorder came in so you know i think my rough childhood really helped prepare me to not break yeah right i I can vouch for god was preparing me from the day i was born (laughs) i think i could vouch for that as well um i wanted to just kind of we're rolling up here and concluding and i know taylor that uh that you're very transparent and you are somebody that just tells it like it is and puts it out there and you are um, willing to keep sharing and and if you want to go to uh, taylor suey's facebook page and instagram he not only shows the models that he's doing but he gives the formula for what he did. He shows what he, how he did it. He doesn't want to damage the hair. He doesn't want to uh, break the hair. The money that he makes uh, and charges, I just want to touch on that because you're real big about not giving your services away. Could you just kind of describe to people some of the, some of the fees that you charge, how you attract these kind of customers, but because you're not going to go to work for free, and it seems no. like so many of our industry 
are working for free. Yeah, and, a lot of people nowadays and, are. And it's a mindset. Yeah. I hear it all the time as well. I, I'll lose my customer, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure you had the same thoughts in the same yeah. way. Could you just kind of touch on your transformation there? So um, I had a huge realization, you know, late last year is like, you know, I need to stop trying to compete for every client that's in my chair, you know, like stop trying to compete for every client that's in the neighborhood. You know, I, I want to value myself and my time. And I know I spend a lot of money in education and a lot of time on people's hair, like a full head of baby lights for me takes an average of three and a half hours normally. So it's quality, yeah, not it, quantity. Yeah, it's right. quality, not oh, quantity. I believe in that. But I totally, but I charge $250 for a full head of highlights start, you know, beginning of next year. January, I'm at $320 for a full head of highlights. So you're raising your prices yearly? Yeah, I'm raising my prices yearly because that comes with yearly education. I'm constantly educated. I'm constantly trying to improve my improve my skill set for my clients. And not only that, my my books are completely full. You know, so you're 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 having people pay for for you to get them in your chair. Absolutely. You know, and I think it's important for a stylist to continue to want to grow and raise their prices because it it makes them happier with their career and want them to do more for the career. And, it, and that's what happened with me. You know? Not to mention prices go up. Yeah. So price. that's you have to consider that too. Yeah, like product. Your, yeah. yeah. Well, color color's so expensive now. And you people, know, like people he, don't have a clue. Yeah. What, no. How it costs. <clears throat> On Taylor, uh, you're. Facebook page is uh, it's just Taylor T A Y L O R, and it's S U H Y Taylor yeah. Suey, and if you look at uh, what he's posting, you'll have the breakdown of what he did and what he charged, everything, and it may be hard for you to believe, but we've known him for three years now, and it's all it's all real. It's yeah. legit. Baby. It's all legit, and I'll just tell you if you're looking for business education. And I'm a businessman, but in the drive down here in two hours, I learned more about social media, more about moving product, more about doing things uh, that I, I, I couldn't take it all. It was so great. And so I just I encourage you now you're offering one on one coaching. Is yeah. that right? Just and that is to just basically get people going. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah I'm offering one on one coaching because it, it allows me to kind of figure out what they're doing. And I just want to help people become more successful in their everyday life in the salon, because just like Kayla and you said, like, there's too many people that are going to work for Target and leaving the salon industry and they're losing their passion for it. And me, you know, like a lot of people lose their passion because they can't afford their daily life anymore. Right. And so, how, how do they get a hold of you? Facebook or Instagram. Okay. We'll have the link in okay. the bios, okay. folks. Posted tomorrow. We just want to thank you both so much for coming on the show. It's been such a delight. And after the show, I'm going to talk to Taylor about giving me coaching. Yeah, How about that? Talk to your mom about all giving right. me coaching. All right, coaching. <laughs> yeah, all of us. Thank you <laughs> so much, folks. Thank you. I want to thank Mark Bishop, our yeah. producer. I want thank to thank you. Upsilon Products, our sponsor. And on our next episode, we will have commission salons uh, that are talking about uh, differences between commission and how to run a successful commission salon. We hope to see you the first uh, Monday or second Monday of December. So uh, come and join us. Have a great week, everybody. Join us again for another informative and interesting Miracles from Up for Body, Hair, and Soul.
on the Business Radio X Network.